entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. And a special welcome to my guest host, Jay Kelly Owey. Along with Kelly and our executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Jay Kelly Hoey and I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders. And we are all leaders at some point, so you can then inspire others. You can find out more about Jay Kelly Hoey at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And you can find Kelly on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find the Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on C-Suite Radio. That's at www.c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Okay, Kelly, let's get going. Hi, I'm Kelly Hoey, and I'm delighted to be part of the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. My, well, very special guest today is best-selling author Tom Peters, friend, mentor, and, uh, you know, kind of an officiato on Twitter. Tom, thank you for being here with us today. Hey, Kelly, it is a great pleasure to, to do so, and I... As you, if you were following Twitter in the last couple of days, uh, I just put out a paper on take, taking your time to do things right. And at the top of the list, of course, was networking. So I am in forever indebted to you for having turned the heat way, 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 way up under that topic. Well, I got to stop you on that for a second. Um, when am I not on Twitter, Tom? <laughs> Well, there, there is, there is that, but I, you know, I didn't want to embarrass you. <laughs> I might get the embarrassment going right at the beginning. So I got to know, Tom, before you jumped on the show today, did you write the word "listen" on your hand? Oh, I'm afraid I didn't. Oh my God, I've, to- I've totally <laughs> blown it. So I will now close my mouth for the rest of the interview, and you figure out what the heck to say. Yeah, well, I mean, tell people why you gave listening a standalone chapter in your book, "The Excellence Dividend." In the leadership section, it is the first item. In the bit on listening, one of the first things I say and believe is that listening should be literally core value number one. And <clears throat> listening was almost the first chapter in the book, uh, but. I had to put execution first because most people don't put execution first. But, uh, you know, it – God, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> you know, it's the essence of anything that goes right, particularly if you're a leader called a mother, a father, a Girl Scout troop, a five-person training company or a 500,000-person company – uh, the the key to success is mouth shut, ears open, learn as much as you can. I mean, my my favorite example that I used in the book is from Richard Branson. 
and he wrote his first management book fairly recently, and it is a 300-page book, and the entire first section, which is like 110 pages, the entire first section is on listening. And at one point in that chapter, actually, he says, we have eight key traits that we've identified for our, that our top leaders possess, and every one of the eight is based on listening. Wow. Well, Marty, and I heard, we, you, I heard you had It's also on there. that damnable list that I've been fighting about for nearly 40 years called What They Don't Teach You at the Business School. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, Tom, Marty Wolfer, thanks for being on the show. Um, so, I tweeted earlier, and one of the other lessons uh, you talk about in the book is saying you're sorry. And I tweeted earlier, and I referred to the book as... Uh, excellent excellent dividend as opposed to excellence dividend and that is the name of your book the excellence dividend so i want to say i'm sorry for making that mistake <laughs> well listen this, this is a great day for that i i wrote i wrote this big paper called speed trap that said everything is important you actually have to slow down and so it's a 26 page paper last section in the paper is on excellence which is spelled in all capital letters with dashes between the letters. I mean, what was God thinking? He was obviously giving me a real good, swift kick in the bump. I misspelled excellence. I mean, I could misspell, you know, Jones or Smith or any other word, but, you know, 40 years of excellence, I still can't even spell the word. <laughs> Kelly, there that... were a couple, tw Twitter being loaded with some quite clever people who said, we thought you did it on purpose just to see if we'd read to the end. And you said, yeah, that was it. <laughs> I said, you nailed it, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about Speed Trap for a second, because it, I would say it's one of our obsessions, uh, you know, this – Silicon Valley mantra of, you know, move quickly and break things. Why are we so, like, talk about some of these obsessions, Tom. We're obsessed with speed. We're obsessed with youth. We're obsessed with ignoring women as consumers. These are some of the soapboxes that you get on, but talk about it. Yeah, well, there, there's a funny thing, and I'm, so much of the, of the slow down stuff is actually paradoxical. For example, one thing that I've had is separate chapters, and some things I've written is cross-functional communications, which I think usually are the number one problem associated with most anything. And so how do you deal with cross-functional communications? Do you spend $50 bucks and buy uh, an enterprise resource planning scheme, an ERP from Oracle or SAP? Well, maybe you do. But what I say, what I have said, what I say in the speed trap paper is the real secret is lunch. Uh, I call it the 220 at bats. We have 220 working days per year, give or take. It is 220 uh, opportunities to learn something new. Now, it's terrific if Kelly and I are colleagues and we go out to lunch every now and then. But when Kelly and I and our two closest friends go out to lunch, if we go to lunch at all, uh, four days a week, we're not learning anything new. Uh, and so, you know, the, as I said, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fanatic on topics like this. But, 
you know, what, what, what else? I can, you know, I can go through that whole list that you gave me. You'll have to give it to me one at a time, however. Not only am I on drugs, that is for tooth extraction, but I'm also 217 years old and signed the Declaration of Independence, so that slows me down, too. Now, wait a minute. You know, the Declaration wait. of Independence, the one that he whose name shall not be mentioned apparently hasn't read? Oh. Well, well, now, wait a minute. Let me jump in, Kelly. Tom, you're pretty close to my age, so let's be careful with this age thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> let's not go there. Let's not go deep on that, you know? I know. Listen, I've already had one of those. When I went into the dentist's office, which was a new dentist, the young woman at reception said, are you retired? And I, and I said, that is one hell of a way to start a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelly, give, help him out with the other part of those questions. What yeah, are, what, what? Give me. Change the name of the show to Tom's Obsessions and stuff. Okay, let's talk, Tom. Let's talk about. Uh, okay, we talked about the obsession with speed. Talk about the obsession that the world has with youth. When all I'm going to say, you know, the, the the information shows that the best founders are, you know, over forty. Isn't you publish. You publish. You know. I have no idea, actually, despite the earlier comment, what the ages are in the room. But I just went gaga when I read when I saw that chart from MIT that said, you know, this is so much baloney that founders are 20, 20 years old. And it's can can I do a little detour, Kelly? Of course. So I love that MIT chart, but what I am now going to do is walk across my office, and I am going to pick up a newly framed, uh, whatever you want to call it, picture or what have you. And that picture is, oddly enough, I'm a Cornell engineer by training. That picture is the cover, which I tore off of the quarterly uh, Cornell engineering magazine that I they'll get. Why am I telling you about this? There are two women on the cover. The woman on the right, who I'm sorry to say I don't know, was an engineer uh, matriculated as an engineer in the class of 1965, matriculating in 1960. So did I. In that class of matriculants, they were there were 800 of us in the big welcome theater, and one of the 800 was a woman. Mm. The other person slash woman on the cover is a very young woman, and she is there because the magazine is celebrating the fact that the class of 2021 in engineering at Cornell is 51% women. Mm. Amen. I get goosebumps. Mm. Awesome. You know, I really, honest to gosh, get goosebumps. I was, I, I, I just, I, I've really been horrible for like the last two weeks since I get the magazine because somebody says, you know, will you buy me a bag of cranberries? And I say, but let me tell you about the cover of the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just you know it's like, it's amazing. One out of 800 to 51% in a group where the N is roughly 800. I mean, that's just over the top. Wow. Incredible. Awesome. 
and uh, I'm so happy I can't see straight. <laughs> I may even pay my alumni dues this year. <laughs> hey, you heard that, Cornell. Uh, Marty, When we before we got Tom on the line, you were talking about how your view of women as consumers changed because of something Tom had posted and written about. Yeah, um, I, I, like uh, hundreds of thousands of other people, maybe millions, I, I've been following your work. I have I have in the studio with me, in addition to the Search of Excellence, uh, your books, Reimagine, The Circle of Innovation, Tom Peters Seminar, and The Pursuit of Wow, and of course, The Excellence uh, Dividend. What's wrong with the other five? Well, and I, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry I po- that was irresistible. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I set that up. Thank you, and I'm sorry for the smart aleck remark. <laughs> That's, and I'm sorry for not having the five. I'll, I'll search them out. I'll bring them in um so the whole uh, kelly can i tell a little bit more of that story about why i mean the whole idea and i think it was faith popcorn years ago listening to one of your videos or whatever and you i think it was faith popcorn you're talking about and the importance of women as consumers changed the way that i think and the way that i ran oh that's great ran my businesses literally uh and the pursuit of wow changed things for me so but uh Kelly mentioned this when we we're before we got on the, uh, uh, live here uh, in the book, and the book is the Excellence Dividend, which is excellent. You write in here: twenty-two trillion dollars in assets will shift to women by twenty twenty. Let me say the na- the number again: twenty-two trillion in assets will shift to women by twenty twenty. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Well. As you said, there are an awful lot of zeros in 22 trillion, and there are two reasons for that. Uh, one of one of them that I that I like better than the other. Uh, a very significant share is because even though the lineup of women CEOs in big companies remains pathetic. The reality is that women constitute over 50 percent of the country's managers now, even if not always at the sea level, uh, and despite the fact that women and men do not have pay equity yet, mm. by a long shot, I'm sorry to say, an awful lot of that $22 trillion will come because women are in more and more senior jobs over time. Mm-hmm. And so they're taking home a hell of a lot more money. Mm. The other part of it, which was actually tied to the last question that I never answered, uh, is that there is an enormous, there are an enormous number of oldies. There are something like 80 million or 78 million boomers, uh, those who were born between 46 and 65. And the simple actuarial fact is that men in the United States live, I think, about six or seven years less than women, and so there is also a transfer of family wealth primarily to women because I'll be gone and my wife will still be here, and she'll have all the money, (laughs) unless I I insist on $1 bills of of some denomination being stuck in the the coffin, which I'm not likely to do. But so those those are the two big ones for the the 22 tree, which then also goes back... You know, to the prior question about about older people, uh, and my almost accurate comment that I make in the speech is, I say, here's what you can say about us oldies: we don't have the money; we have all 
the money. <laughs> and it's you know incredibly close to true. You hear about, and good God knows, anybody who is not you know desperately upset about it is is crazy that there are an awful lot of people millions of people having having you know incredible difficulty living off their earnings and pension funds that have been destroyed in big mergers and so on but the reality is that i think i'm going to get this wrong but i'm going to be reasonably close it's something like the average net worth of the 55 pluser is 47 times higher than the average net worther of something like the 38 and below. Mm. And that's why I go berserk, you know, and, you know, the second half of my smart aleck remark is so why are we so damned interested in the millennials? There are a lot of them, but I and my cohort have all the money. They have no money. Mm. You know, with, with the they're landlords now in cities like New York and San Francisco. That's a different story. Yeah, but um, yeah. You think about you think about you know businesses thinking about their consumers and who they're trying to attract, and you're like, here it is. Here's how you here's how you find your niche market. Go after the old folks and the women, particularly, you know, being a woman over fifty. Those of us who are being ignored. There's well, lots of know, us talking about. <laughs> women over 50 or whatever number, and I say this over and over and over in the book and in big print, if you are going after, to use maybe what's a pretty shoddy term, if you are going after the woman's market, it is not about a women's program. It is not about a women's initiative for 2020. It is about a complete cultural revision of the corporation, uh, starting at the top. Uh, I have this thing that I call the squint test. Mm -hmm. And when I call it the squint test, what I'm saying is I am in no way, shape, or form arguing for quotas. But what I am saying is you should show me a photograph of your executive team, and I will squint. And when I squint, the composition of the team ought to look approximately like the composition of the market that you're serving. Mm. And if women, I mean, you know, the, the, the hard numbers are women buy about 80% of consumer goods, and women now constitute over 50% of professional purchasing officers, so they're also buying over half of commercial goods put the 80 to the 50 together, and they're probably buying 65 or 70 percent of the outcome or the output of the company. And I'm not asking you for seven-tenths, but I'm saying if I look at that picture and there are 14 people on the executive team and three of them are women, uh, you know, it's not that you're missing a bet, because I don't like terms like that. They're, they're too equivocal. It's that you're stupid. Well, I mean, it's, I just, it's that simple, no. isn't it? If, yes. I, if I've got three three women on my executive team, one of them, and I'm not demeaning the, the, the profession at all, one of them is obviously the HR person. So now we're down to two who are not the HR person. I don't know what the other two do, but it's ridiculous. Right, you know, right. And, and, well, you know, then I can, I, well, and I like to because I love the design topic. 
it's my bias that, by and large, men cannot design products and services for women. You know, the fact of the matter is, and I don't give a damn whether it's nature or nurture, an awful lot of it is nature, is that there are significant differences between, you know, the two of us. It's as, it's as, as, as simple as that. And on some of those topics, like the one that started our conversation, uh, it's entirely possible there are about 3.4 billion men on Earth, and it's entirely possible that one of us is a good listener, but we haven't found him yet. <laughs> Tom, you're killing, you're killing me. All right, there's, hey, listen, I want to go, just, I wanna go on to one of that. your other uh, obsessions. Oh, and, God, and, where did this story come from? I just heard it, or I saw it on TV uh, recently. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I do know where I heard it, but it's irrelevant. Uh, and it was a woman who actually went to Stanford and she's a television personality. It was a local fundraiser for, uh, incidentally, a disadvantaged girls' school. But this, this is where, to me, this is the telling stuff. Uh, it was long ago, like in the early 80s or something, when she was at Stanford, and she took a constitutional law course, all right? What she said, and it was about 35% women, she said, I didn't have my calipers out. But she said, I am quite sure that the professor called on women about 2% of the time. And wow. from all the reading I've done over the last 25 or 30 years on this topic, that saddened me, but it did not surprise me in the least. And I will bet you it still goes on today. Hmm. Oh, you know it. You know it. Well, you know, we, we, can, we can go on on that one. But uh, in the time we have today, Tom, there's... One of the reasons I really wanted, besides getting to interview you and chat with you, uh, is this show really, uh, I said we've got a lot of C-suite who listen to it, but we've got a lot of small business owners who listen to the Business Builder Show. And I know that's one of your other big obsessions. And I heard an interview you did recently. You talked about your sub-zero repair guy and why you thought he was going to thrive and survive in a world that is, well, innovating and automating. Um, talk about small business. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, as usual, which has been true of this conversation, my language is typically reasonably strong. And what I've been saying, which is actually true, because the excellence dividend is focused, if it's focused on anything, is uh, good jobs for the future. And my one-liner is, I really don't give a damn about the Fortune 500. You know, their entire strategy is put technology in, throw people out, and besides that, they only employ about 7% of us domestically. I think the sun rises and sets over SMEs, smaller and medium-sized enterprises. And your sub, you know, pulling the sub-zero example out was, was really an excellent one. Uh, yeah, my wife and I have a sub-zero refrigerator. The compressor broke down. It's an older refrigerator. Uh, the guy who came out actually is the owner-manager, but he has an appliance repair company with about six or seven people. And, and so uh, this is probably two or three months ago. We got to chatting, and he had on his own nickel just gotten back from something like a 10 day, very expensive seminar on the Internet of Things. And, you know, the Internet of Things is coming in general. It's coming to refrigerators. It's come to refrigerators already. You know, they now say, hmm, 
That bottle of wine is only one-third full. I wonder what happened to those two-thirds during the last 24 hours. I think that's pretty much where AI is taking us, frankly. Uh, but, you know, I was just thrilled by the fact that a guy who I would judge to be 45, who has a small business, is busting his butt and dump emptying his wallet to try to keep on front of this stuff. And, uh, you know, as I, uh, the, the, it's really interesting. One of the people I talk about... Uh, from Seymour, I think it is, Connecticut, is a company called Basement Systems Incorporated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I live fairly near the water. We live and die from mold. Uh, sometimes the house can literally be a teardown. Uh, and so, among other things, he demolds basements uh, and then does other things in the house to make them more environmentally sound, which is great and fabulous. But he just started this fantastic initiative, and I think he calls it uh, Entrepreneurial Nation. And so he works with 100 subcontractors, okay? And he only works with the best. But the best are often people who are technically fabulous but just don't have a professional management background. Mm. And so he is starting online and in person uh, and it's not wildly expensive, and it doesn't take forever, but he's starting his entrepreneur's MBA, which is really aimed at guys like the guy who had my appliance repair shop. And, and his greatest joy in life, which is my greatest joy as an observer, is he said, after only two or three years, I have got a bucket full of examples of somebody who took an appliance repair business and grew it from seven people to 23 people. Mm -hmm. And that's the backbone of, of job creation. Yep. And so I, I, you know, I dedicate the book to yep. Larry Janeski and about two other people who have got businesses like that. One of them is an Australian whose name is Jim Penman, and Jim uh, runs Jim's group. And he was cutting grass when he was a broke Ph.D. candidate, I think, in Melbourne, uh, started a grass-cutting business. His motto now is, we love to do the things that other people hate to do. Mm. And that translates into 2,600 franchisees, not in the United States, but the U.K., Canada, New Zealand, and Australia. And they do everything. They walk dogs. They cut grass. They build pergolas. You know, every item that you could possibly name. And I, and I just, I go so much more gaga over Jim Penman than I do over Elon Musk. It, it ain't even funny. <laughs> let, let, let me, let, Kelly, let me jump doubt, in. I was going to say, if anyone doubts that, you just need to go on. Listen, Twitter. I got anyway, to say yes, one other thing about Mr. Musk. There was somebody, <laughs> this was on Twitter, Kelly may remember it, but somebody, some gaga person who said, you know, Elon Musk is, you know, just, changing the entire world, maybe one of our most important living people. And what I said is I admire Elon Musk. I admire him almost as much as I admire a truly committed second-grade teacher who changes 19 lives every year. Amen. Musk takes a distant second to her, and I was dead serious. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
Amen. Isn't that the question they always ask us for our password reminder? Who was your favorite teacher? No one says, yeah, how much money did you make or who was your favorite CEO? So anyway, Marty, you were going to say. Well, I, I, I just kind of have to jump in because we're going to have to wrap up. And, and I want to make sure that everybody knows. Starting, Marty? I, 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 I know, but let's, you're going to come back. But I want to make sure everybody knows it's Jay Kelly Holy, who is the guest host of the Business Builder Show. I'm delighted to have her. And if you haven't picked up on it already, we are speaking with Tom Peters, and I want to make sure that you get the name of the book. It's The Excellence Dividend, Meeting the Tech Tide with Work That Wows and Jobs That Last, because that's what kind of what you've been talking about. So, Kelly, you know, uh, one last thing you want to ask Tom? Go for it. Uh, I want to say make sure everybody knows where – they can find Tom on Twitter. That would be Tom underscore Peters. Anywhere we send them over to your website, Tom. Yeah, our website is uh, Tom Peters, TomPeters.com. Perfect, and that's where people can find the Speed Trap and yeah, the Speed whole... Trap, which is kind of fun. I was I was really happy about it. Yeah. So are we. Yeah. So are we. Yeah. Um, Tom, I can't thank you enough for being my first guest uh, as a guest host on the Business Builder Show. So thank you for making the time for us today. Oh, no, it was, ab- it was totally my pleasure. I would do anything, and as I told you, do handstands to have a chance to be in your presence because I, I really buy, the, buy your whole act, kiddo. And uh, you know, the, an- the answer is read Kelly Hoey, Don't Worry About My Book. Yeah, I suggest reading both of them. Um, you know, I like, could go for. I'll go that far. Yeah, go that far. The Excellence Dividend, uh, Tom Peters. It is Tom Peters through and through. You'll love it. I read it in a day, by the way, because I was just like taking notes, highlighting things. That was just a blast. Uh, and so uh, I want to thank you too, Tom, for being part of the Business Builder well, Show. Well, no, I, I really, I have enjoyed this half hour. All three of you are are great to exchange stuff with, and. Uh, you know, we've all been laughing a lot during the last half hour. Business and helping people grow is really, really, really an awful lot of fun. Amen. Because when you do get to be my age, and, and you said it earlier, is, uh, no, as I like to say, and I have a slide, nobody has their net worth on their tombstone. Yeah, amen. What you remember is the people you helped. Absolutely. And that's the beginning of the story and the end of the story. thing I just like to point out in that regard is I am thrilled if you are spending an incredible amount of time with your family, comma, but if you weren't born with a silver spoon, and I sure as hell wasn't, you will spend the majority of your conscious hours in your adult life at work. So if you blow that off, you've blown your life off. And so the goal is to make it an exciting growth opportunity the same way you do do when you're working with your 8- or your 18-year-old. Excellent. Jay Kelly Hoey, great, great job as the uh, guest host of the Business Builder Show. Tom Peters, thanks so much. Kelly is my favorite guest host in all of America. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Thanks, Jay Kelly Hoey, for being our guest host on the Business Builder Show. You can learn more about Kelly at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And, of course, you can learn more about me, Marty Wolf, and the Business Builder Show at martywolfbusinesssolutions.com. That's martywolfbusinesssolutions.com. Remember, you can get all our shows and many other great shows at c-suiteradio.com. 
bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. 